Hey, you. Yes, you. Listen, before the podcast takes place, I want you to know from whatever how you're listening to this, whether it be on iTunes, Google Play, or some radioactive frequency wave you just have in your stoner brain of yours because you just smoked too much of that good kush or whatever the fuck you like to trip on and just can't realize you clicked on the podcast category for some dope-ass audio. Or wherever you may on right now, whether it be you're driving down the interstate or some fucked up traffic that you don't want to be in, walking around the block with your purse-sized dog in one hand and gimmick Starbucks cup in the other, Walking out your place because you can't stand your annoying bitch-ass girlfriend-slash-boyfriend right now because you're not doing something she-slash-she told you for the hundredth time today, but you keep going back and you know the flame is still there. Oh, hey, you maybe just be taking a shit or serving your country at war right now because you goddamn right we support our troops. So whether this is your first time listening or a long-time staff fanatic, we here on Topics on the Pod are here to say welcome. So sit back, relax, Roll another one, or whatever the fuck you like to take the edge off, and enjoy the show, you fucking bitches. What is up, ladies and gentlemen? This is DJ Stash, a.k.a. Jesse, a.k.a. the host on the motherfucking podcast. And this is episode 35 on Topics on the Pod, where each and every week we try to bring you uh, sound good, feel good, whatever kind of fucking podcast list audio you want to listen to with your cornholes. And uh, it's, been a, it's been a good week, guys. Uh, I told y'all, it was like, I forgot, there was some earlier last week, I think it was a Wednesday or whatever, I reported the podcast. I was trying to do like two in a row. I was trying to do the weekend, but uh, I just did it like the Monday because uh, I just celebrated pretty much Cinco de Mayo. So, I hope everyone had a good Cinco de Mayo. I did. Uh, I actually thought we're going to have to like, return my laptop because when Adra did that podcast, uh, I actually had some audio issues on my laptop because, as y'all know, if y'all listen to episode 34, which if y'all have also been a long time listener for the, uh, the podcast, you probably know I've been, I botched the uh, <laughs> intro and outro, which I didn't notice until I already uploaded it, but, you know, if you're already a long-time listener, you know, this is how we do it on Topics on the Pod, we just botch shit all the time, <laughs> we do it, we keep it real here, I'm gonna sip my water, <sighs> yeah, but uh, this time I will get back to the uh, ghetto uh, outro music in my intro, because I do enjoy that song. But yeah, anyway, I had a sound problem with my speakers, and I didn't know what the cause of it, so I took it back to Best Buy, which, you know, Geek Squad, Geek Squad whatever, connected to each other, corporate brand. Uh, they took a look at it, uh, took it to the guy, he said, yeah, well, sh- it was a Saturday, yes, I'll put it up there Saturday, <clears throat> this past Saturday, and took it to the guy, explained the situation, he's like, yeah, we'll do express shipping, since uh, they kind of botched up your laptop, so no problem, I'm like, okay. Uh, didn't really do much, that's... The rest of that day, I just went to over a friend's house, played uh, Mortal Kombat 11. I was really going to pick it up at GameStop myself, but I was trying to get it pre-owned so I can test it out, because I haven't looked much uh, on YouTube or anything, have the gameplay, because I just want to get like a surprise feel on it. I didn't want to spoil myself in the story or anything. But uh, they had one the next town over, and I called them, and they said they was already put on hold, and the next one was like an hour away, so I was like, nah, I'm not really feeling it to do that, so... But I did remember my friend uh, got it, and he's uh, my ex-roommate, which you, if you're awesome, like I was saying, a long-time listener, uh, he's easy, he's on the first episode on Topics of the Pod, uh, he got the game, so I went over to his apartment, had some cold ones over there, and pretty much uh, played the whole story. Uh, I thought it was alright myself, uh, you know, it's pretty, you know, it's by Warner Brothers, so it's it's pretty much the same, kind of fighting styles in Justice 1 and 2, and Mortal Kombat 10, except for they made it a little bit harder, because... I know if you don't want to get spoiled the game, you see you better pause now. <laughs> Come back in a few minutes. Uh, basically, the uh, fatality or not the fatality, but the uh, store of finisher, like your, I guess you would call it your special move. Like you can only use that once per uh, per match, like not even per round, because you know you get three rounds. Like uh, once you use it one time, like that's it. You can't use it until that whole match is over. So that kind of makes it harder, and you can still spam your moves too. So. You know, it's kind of much the same. But uh kind of glad I didn't pay for it. I mean, I just like the story, but I pretty much wouldn't pay for it myself. But the story itself is like, 
We took like five hours to beat. Not too bad. We took turns pretty much throughout the story. I bet I I fought a character. He fought a character. You know, it was pretty much just a good night over there at his place, just to chill out, and get to catch up on what he was doing, and just hang out. All right, all right, guys. Now you can come back. Uh, yeah, that was pretty much my Saturday. Uh, Sunday was actually Secret of Maya, which uh, we'll also talk about. Cause uh, I actually really looked up more Secret of Maya. I just know it's pretty much the Spanish holiday for the party goers for us for my uh, race or uh, or honestly race, but like my heritage, the Irish people for our. It's pretty much their uh, St. Patrick's Day. Pretty much <laughs> just go out, we go out, enjoy and party. Cause you know I'm recording this in my luxurious central or my luxurious apartment, in good old Central Texas. So I'm right here. Pretty much three hours from the or four hours from the border, I guess. Depends which way I'm going. So I mean, I'm already used to the, the Mexican culture. I love Mexican food. I do uh, do love some quesadillas. Which uh, yeah, I was gonna read up some this little brief history from Secret of Mayo because I'm kind of curious to read up read up on it myself, and we'll get into like uh, some Google news and such. That's pretty much majority I'm gonna do for this week's podcast because that much I just did because uh, my Sunday. I just got up, kind of laced around. It was my day off. My like Saturday, Sunday is always my day off on my uh, gimmick job that I currently have. So, that Sunday, it's pretty much with the Applebee's. Like, Applebee's has some great ass deals, man, for uh, Secret of Mayo. We usually have good deals for the month anyway. They're, this month, uh, you can get their back their OG uh, $1 drink, which is the uh, Dollarita, which I uh, don't know what tequila they put in there. It's some cheap tequila, but it's, you know, it's a dollar we expect. And uh, you can get two dollar dosakis. I don't know if it was the whole month or just that day. And then they have this new drink. It's like a mango swirlerita. That shit was like a hard slushy. <laughs> That's what I got there because I went there. I got a, a quesadilla burger, and I got a, a appetizer which was queso and chips. So the queso was pretty much pretty good on point. And then I got uh, my first drink was that dollarita. And then I got the uh, Dosakis, Dosakis beer. And then I uh, I got that mango swirl thing. And then I think I got another uh, Dollarita to finish it off. Uh, the mango thing was all right. It was like five bucks for that, and it's pretty much like a hard slushy. Like you gotta wait, you gotta like swear, swear around with a fucking straw to get it down. But uh, I love mangoes, man. So if you love mangoes, like that's the drink for you. It was it was pretty good. Uh, the burger was all right. Uh, was originally gonna do uh have my friend from last night uh, come over to Applebee's, but uh he's an Uber driver currently, Uber and Lyft, so he had to make that money because you know a lot of people were going out like myself, or I didn't really you know go out much, but you know people more party goers they go out to drink one night and get out at two o'clock in the morning whatever, and that's how you most make his money with those kind of days on the weekends. So you want to do that, and pretty much everyone else I knew was pretty busy, didn't want to go out, so I just you know enjoy myself. My mother hit me up, had a good conversation with her on the phone while I was eating there, so uh, that's pretty much it. Just went back home and uh, pretty much just played some uh, For Honor with another friend online. That's about it. Well, guys, I hope y'all had a great uh, Cinco de Mayo. However you celebrate it, you celebrate it. Got some water here. I'm just drinking water now this week because it's a weekday. I try to like no have no alcohol. Uh, I'm trying to get my back. I keep saying like almost like every time I do the podcast, man. I'm like I'm trying to maintain my diet, man, because I'm still staying in the 130s. Like my goal, put on here. I'm trying to get back to 120. Like getting back in. The, I want to stay in the 20s. That's what I want to do. So I'm trying to get to my next concert. I'm going to was it the Shinedown concert in the Dallas the Dosakis Pavilion. So if you're out there, you know, give me a shout out. Say what's up. You know, if you listen to this in my local area in Texas, I will be there. I will be able to be there with Kelly. You know, she's been on the podcast a couple of times already. We're going to go out there. Uh, we actually That's one of the tickets we bought for the uh, Live Nation All-In $20 ticket deal, which uh, as I'm recording this, this is May 7th at about 3.50 a.m. now. So, uh, See how this goes up, so you can listen to this. You'll know this will be the last day you can order those $20 tickets, so be sure to get those now if you want those cheap tickets and go to the concert this summer. Speaking of the summer, or the summer uh, new tickets, like there's like a new lineup announced from yesterday. 
I just saw on Twitter earlier today at work that, uh, like, supposedly Little Wayne and uh, Blink-182 are going on tour. And a lot of mixed reviews about that. A lot of people don't really want to see Little Wayne together with Blink-182. It's kind of like the same comparing as, like, when Wiz Khalifa went out with Fall Out Boy and that uh, Boys of Summer tour, which I did see that in Austin, and I enjoyed it because I enjoyed both Wiz Khalifa and uh, Fall Out Boy. So that was a two-for-one for me doing that. So I don't know what people complain about. As both genres, rock and rap. So speaking about rap, uh, there was another, there was, like, two festivals that happened here this past weekend, too, which I didn't go to, because uh, it's past last week, and now it's supposed to be this week now, it's supposed to storm, and uh, it didn't really storm over in my area Saturday, Sunday, but apparently it did in Dallas, because there's another festival called the Jambalaya Festival, it's about all, it's been doing about, I don't know, seven years, I could be wrong, it's, it's really recent, it's like a hip-hop festival that's been going on around uh, this, like, Dallas, Houston, and Austin area. But in the last four years, it's been only Dallas and Austin for the weekend, like Friday, Saturday. Uh, they have like a whole hip uh, hop lineup. I'll read you all the lineup. I forgot about it. So, 2019. Let's see. Get y'all. Yeah, here we go. Yeah, there's a Gym Alive 2019, Dallas, May 3rd, May 4th. It was, uh,. Who killed? Really? Who killed Killing Kenny? I don't know. All these people showed up for Dallas. But it said who killed Killing P. Lo, Ten K Cash, two A's, uh, Bad Baby, which is that Catch Me Outside girl. Which you know, I don't fucking follow that. I don't even know. That's her actual, um, what do you call it? Rapper name? Blueface, City Girls, uh, Max Cream. Young Boy, Never Broke Again, Kevin Gates, Gunna, Sheck Wiss, and then Little Wayne and Travis Scott. And apparently they added two other people, which I just reeled this gooey images. Uh it was like that also they brought that guy that sings the uh Old Town Road song with a remix with Bill Ray Cyrus. Another guy I can't think of off the top of my head right now. But yeah, uh I just saw a vlog and like turns out they did have, they did storm there in Dallas a little bit at the end of the lineup when uh, Travis Scott came out. And apparently they uh, they canceled it in Austin. Like I actually was thinking about it. I was like, well, too, good thing or not really a good thing. But I'm like, well, I'm not really going because one, I've already seen all these people that I cared about. I mean, I've already seen I've seen Travis Scott twice already. I've already seen Little Wayne at ACL ACL Festival, and I've seen Kevin Gates. So I mean, that's really the only people I actually would pay to see, and I've already seen them. So, but yeah, it turns out that uh, that weekend, that I guess that Friday, like it stormed over there in Austin area, like hell. This is like reported on Twitter. It, like, pretty much destroyed the stage they had up there. And they were saying, like, for the safety of the artists and fans, they just had to cancel it, so. And they didn't report that till like, the day of, so that would have pretty pissed me off if, like, <laughs> you plan, you know, some people don't even have that Saturday. You know, people got to take off or travel. You know, that's a once, two-day festival, kind of. So they say they're supposed to return people's money. Now that's, like, it was, like, a expensive uh, ticket. It was, like, hundred-something dollars, like, 130 bucks at the least. But I hope everyone gets their tickets back for that. And sad for people that couldn't go. But I hope they can uh, do a better time next time around. Because usually those things are supposed to be like a rain or shine. So, uh, And then that other festival was the uh, I Heart Country Festival. Which I pulled it up. I was actually debating about going to that one. But it was a little too expensive for my taste. And the uh, ticket area that I was would look for for the cheap side. It wasn't really good seats. So I'm like, nah, I'm going to have to pass. Festival. Look that up. Um. Yeah, it was uh hosted by Bobby Bones. It was. Yeah, Bobby Bones and the Raging Idiots. Okay. Live coast to coast. I don't know where it was streaming from, but it had Tim McGraw. Tim McGraw was like the headliner, I suppose, the last person. Florida, Florida Georgia Line, Dan and Shay, which I like that song, Tequila. Luke Combs, Little Big Town, Old Dominion, Chris Johnson. And that's one of the shows. Okay. Yeah, I wonder what that one if I could. That's pretty much the big 
two festivals happening in Austin. Well, supposedly, you know, the one canceled. I guess, I guess that culture one went on because that was actually inside in the Frank Armand Center. So supposedly that went on. But that's pretty much all what happened around the, this year in the weekend. So um, I'll read some uh, Google News here that I got. Always, because I already, you know, you follow the Google, or you've been following the podcast now. I already got like a whole, I always read stories about Google News, and I already got a category for me now. So I've been doing this so much. And when I clicked on here, I already got a story lined up. It's already, already, we're kind of related to the festival. I've been already talking this already. It's the uh, Woodstock. More news about the Woodstock, because I am, you know, I was supposed to go, to go to this event, so it says here. Uh, the article was by Pitchfork. It was posted yesterday. It says, Woodstock 50 co-founder says investors illegally swept 17 million asked artists to drop out. So I'll click on this. Oh, and then a little uh, thing titled below it. It says, uh Woodstock 50 needs 30 million by Friday. So I'm going to know by Friday if I want to code this or not. <laughs> Which is I need to know because I... Either way, I'm taking a vacation in August, so if if I don't hear anything, if I hear it's going to be not going on Friday, then I'm either going to go to California or Chicago, so that's my two choices after this. But yeah, it says, uh, Michael Lang says, former financial partner Dentsu Inc. is attempting to suffocate and kill Woodstock. It says, Woodstock is scheduled to take place from August 16th to 18th in Watkins Glen, New York, but the festival is facing uncertainty. After former backers didn't sue Inc. pulled financial support from the festival back last month. At the time, Dinsu claimed that the festival was canceled, prompting founder Michael Lane to insist that the event will still take place. Today, Lane sent a five-page letter to Dinsu viewed by Pitchfork, which alleged or alleges that the uh, former investors illegally swept approximately $17 million from the festival's bank account. After claiming that the company was responsible for uh, blocking ticket sales, Lang said that Dinsu suggested that performers, the venue, ven- vendors, and others to cut ties with Lang. Uh, says, we also have evidence that Dinsu representatives have gone so far as to say that should the talent back out of Woodstock, they would be seen formally by Dinsu that this could result in the reforming the 2020 Summer Olympics in Tokyo. Mm, which I didn't, I didn't remember what Summer Olympics was going to be. So in Tokyo, okay. It says, uh, where Dinsu is a ma- major organizi- organizer, Lang wrote. It says, in these actions too, Dinsu has acted not only without honor, but outside of the law. Okay. And, okay, there's more. It says, in, this, in the letter, Lang once again assisted that the festival would continue as planned and claims that organize organize that. Oh my god, I can't talk. <laughs> Organizers have found renewed interest in financing. Okay. Well, that's promising, maybe. It says, he's asked that Dinsu return the $17 million and stop interfering with the festival's go- festival going forward. It is one thing if your company, Dinsu, wanted to back out of its commitment to Woodstock because it would not make as much money as it had hoped, but try to suffocate and kill Woodstock so that we cannot have a festival for our golden anniversary without you is puzzling for any company. Let alone one that claims reform, Ling wrote. Uh, saying Woodstock's 50 lineup includes Jay-Z, The Killers, Den & Company, Chance the Rapper, Molly Cyrus, The Reconteurs, and more. Pitchfork has reached out to Dinsu for comments. Which, uh, there's already, uh, two, the, probably already two people already pulled out, which was The Black Keys and The Edge Company. So, they're not really going to headline there if they already pulled out. Yeah, it's not looking good. So I'll look up by Friday. I'll let you update on that this weekend about Woodstock. So we'll see how that goes. Okay. And we got a course, few gamers out there like myself. We got a PlayStation News. It says PS Plus free game update, PS4 rewards, and latest PlayStation Store deals. This is by Express. Usually I do three, but I'm like, I'm really interested in these, uh, I look down, I skim through a little bit of these, so like, there's like a lot I like to read out for y'all. Okay. 
Sorry about that. This fucking ad popped up. Hmm. I don't know why this is. This is a. This is no article right beside this. I don't know if this is true or not. But it's saying about GTA 6. But maybe I'll click on that one. But we'll read this main one first. It says, uh, PS Plus subscribers will be getting the new May 2019 free PS4 games very soon. And fans also have plenty of places to store deals and bonuses to check out before they go live. Okay. And it says, Countdown is on for the release of the official PS Plus May 2019 games for Sony PlayStation. The tech giant has confirmed that they will be launching the new PS4 selection on Tuesday, May 7th, which is no longer wait than usual. Which is already today now. Uh, so this was uh, down to when the days fell in April and how Sony likes to keep it to a tight schedule for their PlayStation Store refreshes. It says fans have little over 24 hours before they can download what remains of Addis Finch and Overcooked. And it says download PS Plus Games Rewards. And that also means that there is just a short amount of time to claim both Kona Exiles and the search on PS4 and PS4 Pro, which I did download Kona Exiles. Uh, saying before all that starts to happen later this week, there are also a few other PS Plus rewards to check out for anyone hoping to tune in for the last games in the Premier League schedule. Fans have an excellent offer to look over. If you have a PS Plus account and live in the UK, you can head over to the official PlayStation Awards page to collect some interesting trial packages. This includes a Now TV Sky Sports Week Pass and a 50% off Now TV Sky Sport Day Pass. Uh, that's good if you are all sports fans. As a sadly, these deals can only oh can only use in the UK. Well, I guess only you British people out there. It says, but can both provide the sport action you've been looking for. So it says, so what? What about if you uh, you're based in North America and don't have access to these PlayStation Plus deals? It says, well, it just so happens that a special PS Plus sale is going via the United States PlayStation Store. Uh, saying Golden Week has been running for a little while now and will be ending officially on Tuesday, May 7th. Says deals include discounts for Resident Evil 2, Jump Force, and Kingdom Hearts 3, all offering up to 65% off. Okay. Well, I have an interest in Jump Force, so I'm going to have to look at that. And the good news is that if you're a PS Plus member, you can save up to 75%. Oh, shit. I'm a PS4 subscriber. Or a PS Plus subscriber. Yeah. So I can save even more. Which usually they do, they usually always do like an extra 10% just because you're a PS Plus member. Uh, it says, as you might expect, there are tons of other games and DLC packages that can be bought right now for a discount on the PlayStation Store. So it's certainly worth checking out what is on the offer before it all ends later this week. I want to guess Jump Force didn't do that great. <laughs> and Kingdom Hearts, I mean, they're both like Jump Force and Kingdom Hearts 3. Came out really recently. I mean, I played Game Watch 3, so let's see how Jump Force is. Don't really, I'm not a big Resident Evil fan, so don't jump on me, guys. Uh, where was that? Okay, it says When it comes to new games being released this week on the PlayStation Store, there isn't a huge selection to choose from. So some fans are highlighting Shakedown Hawaii as the game to watch. Okay, never heard of that. As is a digital cross buy title for PS4 and PS Vita. Okay. So here's a description for those who don't know much about the new Vita and PS4 release. Okay, thanks. It says, with the official description explaining, Shakedown, Hawaii follows three protagonists through a 16-bit open world. Uh, okay. Filled with missions, side quests, arcade challenges, and an empty... Oh, an, imp <laughs> and an empty building, I thought. <laughs> it says, an empire building. It says, build your own legitimate uh, corporation by sabotaging competitors, rezoning land, and more. The entire island is up for grabs with the right business model. Okay. Sounds interesting. It says, new games for the Vita aren't coming in their droves, and it just so happens that the three new games are being released this week for the handheld. And that pretty much sums up for that. All right, and there's like a side article to the right of this saying about... Uh, GTA 6 release date update, Grand, uh, great Grand Theft Auto news, PlayStation Xbox latest. I want to click, let's see, hopefully it's not a clickbait. Because this was, oh, this is posted Saturday too. Okay. Uh, it says GTA this date. 
that's 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 like Grand Theft Auto Online. So GTA 6 release date news today includes a major and exciting rumor about the next Grand Theft Auto title for replacements in the next books. But it's saying right now, there's like a video under this that says GTA Online Rockstar teases Arena War Grand Theft Auto mode. This is like a 43 second video, so we'll play this. Arena War. Smash things. Are they gonna drive? Have they signed a release? That means something's happening. You're going viral. It's like the bubonic plague. Oh, it's already not now. Looks like there's a lot of death, death bummer card. Looks like the arena looks pretty tight. I have to look that back up. Let's see. Yeah, it probably cost like five million dollars to set all that up. <laughs> but I forgot how much money I have on there. I know I have all the uh, businesses there. Businesses up and running. So, all right, I'm gonna read the rest of this article. It looks legit. Oh, that was an IGN video too. But this who what's this is an ex, uh, Express articles from Express UK. So I don't know if they're a legitimate company or legitimate you know legitimate site to read. So but it says uh, GJ six release date may still be unconfirmed. Well, okay, clickbait. <laughs> it's still still unconfirmed. I'm just saying update. Okay, update. So it's still unconfirmed. But it says, but that hasn't stopped Xbox and PlayStation fans getting excited about what's next for Grand Theft Auto. Rockstar Games hasn't officially confirmed the release of GTA 6, but fan attention has turned to the title now that Red Dead Redemption 2 is out. And the yeah, line is still a fail, <laughs> in my opinion. And it says, and there's plenty of rumors being circulated about what's in store for Grand Theft Auto fans with GTA 6. One of the biggest GTA 6 rumors to come out recently claimed that the new Grand Theft Auto title would be exclusive to the PS5 for a month. Okay. Oh, good thing I'm a PlayStation guy. Yeah, with PS5 and what? Rumor tonight come out another two years or something? That's where I'm going to play PS5. PlayStation must have like fucked in and forked over a lot of money for that. Which is funny because when I bought my PS4 on... Uh, Black Friday, like what, 2013, 14? No, not even that. No, I made it 16. No, not five years ago, right? Yeah, I made it 14. Yeah. Uh, it came with uh, GTA 5 and uh, The Last of Us Remastered. So, that would make sense. Because PlayStation already, like, uh, gets what? <clears throat> Call of Duty a month early or some stuff earlier than uh, Xbox. So now for them to do that man, a month early, probably just more like story mode. Because it always takes the uh, online a lot longer. But it's saying this rumor uh, originated on Pastebin. And the post was originally pinned by a third-party div that has knowledge of Sony's PS5 plans. It seemed that more credibility was added to this rumor as the poster provided early details about the PS5 that were later confirmed by Sony. And now, Pacebin has been home to another alleged GTA 6 leak, which has made some big claims about the next Grand Theft Auto title. It has been claimed Rockstar Games will also uh, will all, <clears throat> only be bringing GTA 6 to the next-gen consoles, with PS4 and Xbox fans allegedly set to miss out. Well, yeah, it's pretty a good market move since... Uh, you want people to buy the new console, which I I thought I heard another rumor that the PS5 was supposed to have backwards compatibility. So I guess that's thrown out. But isn't the uh, we call it EA conference like June for all the games? So I guess we'll know something by next month. But it says while this will be a blow to PS4 and Xbox One gamers, there's one big GTA 6 claim that will surely get Grand Theft Auto fans excited. It's been claimed that GTA 6 will feature at least two major cities, which will allegedly be Liberty City and Vice City. So they're just bringing uh, two games together. It says this uh, claim was also made in other Pestbin posts as well. 
as another rumor that emerged in 2018, but it will be music to fans' ears that the Grand Theft Auto series could be revisiting Miami. Yeah, I expect so Florida and New York again. Okay. They should do something like a different area, in my opinion. But we'll see. I wish they would give the big ass opening to do like a whole across all America <laughs> somehow. <laughs> As a GTA Five City is arguably one of the most beloved games in Grand Theft Auto series <clears throat> and an absolute classic of the PS2 era. Well, yeah, that's when we got the fucking tank. Ah, <laughs> uh, set. And the music back then was good too, the 80s style. Uh, it says GTA games uh, since the PlayStation 2 day, days have revisited GTA 3's Liberty City and GTA San Andreas Los Santos. Liberty City featured in GTA 4 while Los Santos and San Andreas was the setting for GTA 5. However, GTA fans haven't had a chance to explore Vice City in new games since 2006 with the PSP's Vice City stories. Uh, San Grand Theft Auto fans would surely jump at the chance to vi- revisit a Vice City that's been rebuilt to harness the power of modern consoles. And if GTA 6 does feature Vice City, it looks like it will be more alive and lifelike than ever before. The recent past been leaked claimed the Stranger dialogue mechanics uh, seen in Red Dead Redemption 2 will also be featured in GTA 6. Yeah, well, that would make sense. Alright, that's another article. So, get back to my main ones I was looking at. That's interesting, so... Yeah, I still don't see if they're coming out at least another two years. So, that's my opinion. Uh, this was uh, interesting for me because I'm, you know, my DJ things because I have a Pioneer uh, DJ controller. Because this article is saying uh, Pioneer Corp to leave the DJ industry, according to reports. This is by Mix Mag article yesterday, which Pioneer is like a big global. Trademark for a lot of DJ things out there. So it was kind of weird to see that. If this article will load. I think it's going to load for you. Alright, I'm going to try this one more time. Let me click this other. Oh, that was a different. Okay, here we go. Yeah, it says the Japanese electronics giant currently holds a 50% stake in the separate DJ equipment company. It says uh, Japanese financial websites are reporting Pioneer Corporations or Corporation is considering getting out of the DJ business by selling its remaining stake in Pioneer DJ. Uh, San <clears throat> Pioneer Corporation owns a 50% stake in Pioneer DJ, a separate company created in 2015. During a deal with the investment firm KKR and Co., which owns the other 85%, both parties, Pioneer Corporation or Operation and KKK and Co., are now considering uh, offloading the entire Pioneer DJ stock to new buyers. Reports uh, Nikki Businesses or Business. Uh, the report goes on to say bidding has already begun with an expected price to land between 60 billion to se- oh, I'm about to say 60 to 70 billion yen. Which, uh, in American dollars, that's $500 million in the U.S. currency. Just Pioneer DJ has sales of over $200 million in 2018. They recently dropped both the Squid 16-track hardware uh, sequencer and the DDJ800 controller in April alone. Its uh, CDJ media play remains an industry standard of DJ uh, boobs worldwide. And according to Nikki Asian Review, Pioneer DJ controls between 60 and 70 of the global shares in DA Mixer, Turntables, and our products. Yeah, because I have the uh, the uh, DDJ SB3. So that's one I currently have. That's a great uh, mixer for me. It says the uh, separate Pioneer Corporation, meanwhile, is currently reconstructing and was recently bailed out by Bearing Private Equity Asia. A Hong Kong buyout firm to tune of 930 million. Japan Times reports that the deal involved laying off 3,000 employees, which amounts to some 50% of Pioneer Corporation total workforce. Jesus. Uh, saying this article was amended on May 6 to better reflect that Pioneer DJ is a separate company from Pioneer Corporations and is not suspensionally as originally stated. Well, I hope they can uh, work that out. 
keeps going. And for you vegan people out here, we got some Burger King. Trying to like you just I think I'm gonna try to do like keep doing articles here until I get to like the 45 minute mark, and then we'll take talk about uh, single de Mayo, and that will finish out the podcast. Yeah, try to get this article and it gave me to an ad, of course. Because uh, well, the same for vegan is saying, uh, Burger King's meatless impossible whopper will go nationwide. Because I've already been looking at this for a while. Because uh, cheap luck here from my YouTube channel. Because I do food reviews. I've always looked to uh, Chew Boom and Brand Eating for my food news. And this has already been uh, tested for a bit now. So okay, here we go. Look at this arc out of the way. It keeps okay. Okay, it says Burger King's meatless impossible whopper will go nationwide. It says St. Louis trial run has surpassed the most bullish expectations. Yeah, because they were testing in St. Louis for a bit, so apparently they met their expectations. So they're gonna do it nationwide. And it says uh, an Impossible Foods meatless burger on the grill at the company's headquarters in Redwood City, California, on December twenty third, twenty sixteen. Burger King is introducing a version of his continent Whopper sandwich filled with a vegetarian patty from the California-based startup Jason Henry slash the New York Times. So I guess they tried it during the 16th too. Uh, it says Burger King's meat-free Impossible Whopper success in the show in the Show Me State of Missouri. Is that what they're known for? Show Me State. Okay. And it says uh, so. Now the rest of us will go get to try it. Says the 59 restaurant trial run in St. Louis. Yeah, they're trying to 59 restaurants there. Says which was launched in early April, is going seemingly well, surpassing the most bullish expectations. A representative for Impossible Foods, uh, the Redwood City-based startup, said Monday by the end of 2019, Burger King will bring the Impossible Whopper to all 7,200 of its U.S. restaurants. That's cool. Definitely be trying that for my YouTube channel. Uh, it says that will represent the largest meat-free fast food experiment in the country, according to the Washington Post. The closest in size is Carl's Jr., which is selling the Beyond Famous Star made with uh, Beyond Beef and more than a thousand restaurants, which I did try that. Uh, I didn't put it on my channel, but it's it was pretty good. Uh, I mean, you could tell, you know, it's not a fucking burger, but I mean, definitely a healthier option. I enjoy it. So, good on Burger King. Hopefully... You know, still have that uh, flame grilled taste, just just meatless. No, we'll see how that goes. Good old Burger King, step it up to that plate. Uh, let's see. Oops. And we get on one more good, one more another good article. Yeah, I was looking at this one. I don't know what I was talking about. It says my. This is from BuzzFeed yesterday. A little entertainment news. I think we know from that one. It says Molly Cyrus screamed free Britney and it could mean so much more than everyone thinks. So I was like, what the fuck is it talking about? Like, is Britney Spears going to chill or what? I don't know what's going on. But this posted on uh, May 6th at 2.18 p.m. by BuzzFeed. It says, uh, so it's safe to say 2019 has been quite possibly the most confusing year in Britney Spears' history. Okay. And apparently just have a random picture here. Or it looks like Britney Spears did like a tweet picture right here. It says, at the beginning of the year, uh, Britney abruptly canceled her new Las Vegas residency and checked into a mental health treatment center. You could read the entire saga. Uh, yeah, cause I, know, I don't know what I did. I mean, I looked up, because uh, she was at the, what do we call it? Not the, it was some kind of, uh, Austin here, like the Austin 360 Amphitheater. They have a racetrack next to it too, and every year they have like two acts for the three day weekend event for the the race that happens here. And they had Bruno Mars and Britney Spears, so I just like looked it up on YouTube, and I was like, oh, let's see what she's touring. And apparently she's supposed to just tour this year in just Vegas in a residency. So that is now news to me. Now she just canceled and went to another another mental treatment center. And it says in March, the uh, hashtag Free Britney movement was started by a group of fans. 
concern about her conservationship. Okay. It says, for background, 11 years ago, Brittany was put under a conversationship. Okay. It says, uh, since then, well, and I just saw her, like, I don't know, it was like Twitter or Instagram, like, she was, like, doing, or it was another news, like, she was, like, doing some, like, uh, like yoga pose and some shit, Cardi B. <laughs> so I guess she's going mental breakdown again. But anyway, says, since then, while under the conservation ship, Brittany has gone on multiple world tours, released multiple number one singles, <clears throat> reinvented the Las Vegas Renancy, which I don't know which one they're talking about, just made one of the best albums of her career, Stream Glory, been a judge on a national TV show, reinvented Instagram, and raised her two now almost teenage boys, which, because I did see that performance, so I'm like... You know, even though she has those good hits and everything, like she's a you know great album singer, but like she's she can't sing live anymore. She just lip syncs. So, for me, when I go to a live show, I don't want to see lip sync at all. Period. I mean, even rappers they still like sing background of their uh, songs. But lip, Brandy, I'm not trying to bash her anyway. I'm just saying, like I'm just seeing what I'm seeing on videos that she just completely just lip syncs the whole time. So, for me, that's just not worth my money. But I hope she's uh as well with that mental institute uh, let's, I'm trying to get to the next word it says the next article but it says in 2016 the New York Times wrote about about Britney's conservation ship it says is Britney Spears ready to stand on her own for years the life of the world one of the world's most successful pop stars has been controlled by a court approved conservation ship designed for people who cannot take care of themselves it says, this is what the Times says, Britney's conversation ship entitles, or entails. Uh, it says, according to the arrangement, which typically used to protect the old, the mentally disabled, or the extremely ill, Miss Spears cannot make key decisions, personal or financial, without the approval of her conservator, her father, Jamie Spears, which that's her sister, younger sister, so, and a lawyer, Andrew M. Wallet. It says, they monitor even her smallest expenses, like Starbucks. Okay. So, I guess she doesn't know how to manage her money. It says her most Medine purchases from a drink at Starbucks to a song on iTunes. Well, she at least said buys her own music still. And it says her tracked in court documents as part of the plan to safeguard the great fortune she has to earn, or she has earned, but does not ultimately control. Uh, it says it should also be noted that Andrew Wallet. Half of the conservation ship suddenly resigned from the conservation ship in March, so now her father is the only one in charge. Okay. Britney Spears' father left as sole governor of her estate after the lawyer resigned, so that was a little exclusive article at blast, theblast.com. So now, when it gets to the fucking point, we're going to Molly Cyrus. So, it says, so now that you have the background, let's talk about Molly Cyrus, which showing like a picture for her. Or... Uh, has well, let's back in her bangers tour. I didn't know that. Like, remember bangers tour? Like, she's singing. It has like her. Uh, I don't want to like dreggle, direct term to call her. Says that like her little person uh, perform dance performer, just holding up a little stick of a uh, picture of a picture of Britney Spears on it. Like in the day. <laughs> so I don't know what that's referencing to. Doesn't say, but it says. It's a well-known that Molly Cyrus is a huge Britney fan. In fact, the two even collaborated on Molly's Bangers album. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Oh, then maybe that explains that sign. I don't. Me- I didn't remember that. I know. Uh, I know it's still now, and I know they have both the same manager at one time. I know that's still now. So that would make that would make sense of that Bangers tour album. And then they have a picture together here, that's showing has Molly Cyrus with her marijuana earpiece. With her tattoo that says love. And there's some random dude in the background. <laughs> My Cyrus lipstick on point though. I'm looking good at that one. Anyway. And it says, but the real interesting thing is they at one time shared the same. Uh, there you go. So you said, at one time shared the same management. So there you go. This proved my point. Uh, says the guy all the way on the right, Adam LeBur, was at one time both Brittany and Molly's manager. Oh, okay. 
And it says it brings us to this weekend where Molly made a surprise appearance at the Bill Street Festival where she did a 20-minute set. Yeah, I did say that on Twitter. A good 20, and it was raining there too, so good on good on them. Like they still they still performed the festival. That's cool. I she did a random 20 minute set. I guess so could still perform. And there's a video here. I already watched it. It says during during part in the USA, Molly surprised everyone by screaming free Britney. Uh and this has a little Twitter here with a video. It says for the people that are still not sure Britney's or for the people that are still not sure if Molly Cyrus said free Britney rather than Queen Britney or sing with me, etc., here's a clear video. Uh, Instagram. I thought it was Twitter. Well, this is a Twitter post, but I guess it's also on Instagram. Let's see, let's see how long this video is. Maybe let me play it. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, that explains why that's part of her song. Yeah. And it says, uh, Up until this point, there has been no major Britney collaborator or celebrity to back the hashtag free Britney cause. The fact that Miley has some personal and professional history of Britney is the real interesting factor. Uh, so it begs the question, is Miley adding her voice to the hashtag free Britney movement or out of personal concern? Uh, it says, one other thing that happened this weekend was Britney posted a photo shoot that was very resonant of the album cover of Janet Jackson's Control. Looks like some broad shoulders of that dress. I guess that's how the dress is designed. It says, Britney is a huge Janet, Janet fan and could be a subtle homage, but the lyrics to Control have people thinking otherwise. There's a little lyrics to that. Okay, we get to this last point here. Uh, it says the blasters reporting sources close to Britney's conservationship tell the blast Lynn actually spoke with Jamie before filling her documents as she has mainly received her information about Britney through Jamie for years and uh, she wants to take a more prospect or proactive approach. As if Britney has a conservation hearing on May 10th until then, I guess we'll have to wait and see. Well, I wish her the best, that's all I can say. Because we all know throughout years she's have, always had months of breakdowns so wish you the best alright that was going to include the uh, Google News so this last 15 minutes so we're going to talk about Cinco de Mayo as I was saying again which hope oh, all y'all had a good Cinco de Mayo this past Sunday but uh, I want to see more I want to learn more information about it I'm on Wikipedia hope it's, so, hope it's on point Uh, which is a little Sidebox here we're telling is exerted by Americans, Mexicans, mixed nationality. The type is multinational. The significance is celebration of the Mexican victory over French forces at the Battle of Puebla, Puebla on May 5th, 1862. Celebrations, parades, food, music, folkloric, dancing, and battle reenact. Oh, they even have battle reenactors of this too. Kind of like how we do the Civil War for some reason. Yeah, we don't date May 5th, you know, it's celebrated yearly. Uh, we at the top here. It says, Cinco de Mayo. In Latin America, Spanish for 5th of May. is an annual celebration held on May 5th. The date is observed to commemorate the Mexican Army's victory over the French Empire at the Battle of Pumula. Which, I think, this, and they're like allies nowadays. I'm like, you know, even back then, I'm like, just like how we had, you know, the war against Japan. We're all, we're all good now, so. Okay. Because at first I thought, a lot of people thought it was like their independence, you know, like ours, but it's not just celebrated. Kind of like uh, Memorial Day for us. But anyhow, uh, says on May 5th, 1862, under the leadership of General Agano Zorgaza, hope I got that name right, says the victory of the smaller Mexican force against a larger French force was a boost to moral for the Mexicans. A year after the battle, a larger French force defeated Zorgaza at the Second Battle of Pumala. And Mexico City soon fell to the invaders. In the United States, Cinco de Mayo has taken a significance beyond that in Mexico. More popularity celebrated in the United States and Mexico. Really? Uh, it says the date has become associated with the celebration of Mexican American culture. These celebrations began in California, 
where they have been observed annually since 1863. The day gained nationwide popularity in the 1980s, thanks uh, it says thanks especially to advertising campaigns by beer and wine companies. Uh, it says, today, Cinco de Mayo generates beer sales on par with the Super Bowl. Oh, wow. Yeah, I would say Corona's probably through the roof. <laughs> which, I do love Corona with my lime. Or, I like, lime with Corona. So, which, yeah, if they had a good deal, if they didn't have a deal, Applebee's for Corona, so, that's what with the Dosakis. Uh, but it says, in Mexico, the commemoration of the battle continues to be mostly ceremonial, such as through military parades or battle reenactments. The city of Pumbula marks the event with an arts festival, a festival of local cuisine, and remakes of the battle. Uh, so Cinco de Mayo is sometimes mistaken for, yeah, <laughs> I was saying, it's mistaken for Mexico's Independence Day, uh, the most important national holiday in Mexico, which is celebrated on September 16th. So you people know that. So now I didn't even know that. So now I know. So ours is uh, July 4th, and this is September. It's okay. Well, that's kind of, you know, close in the summertime, so that's cool. Uh, it says commemorating the cry of Dolores, which entitled the War of Mexican Independence from Spain. Cool, cool. See, now I'm learning. I like to learn shit, guys. Ladies and gentlemen. Love it. That's cool to know now. Uh, a little background here. A little section of the background. Uh, saying events leading to the Battle of Pumla. So Cinco de Mayo has its roots in the Second French and Intervention in Mexico, which took place in the aftermath of 1846 to 1848, Mexican-American War, and the 1858-61 Reform War. The Reform War was a civil war that pitted liberals who believed in the separation of church and state and freedom of religion against conversative who favored a tight bond between the Catholic Church and the Mexican state. These wars nearly bankrupted the Mexican Treasury on July 17, 1861. Mexican President uh, Bento Jerez, uh, I believe that's right, uh, says issued a mandatorium in which all foreign debt payments would be suspended for two years. In response, Britain, France, and Spain sent naval forces, Vega Cruz, to demand reimbursement. Britain and Spain negotiated with Mexico and withdrew, but France, at the time ruled by Napoleon III, uh, decided to use the opportunity to establish an empire in Mexico that would favor French interests. The Second Mexican Empire, the empire was part of the envisioned Latin America term used to imply cultural kinship of the region with France that would rebuild French influence in American content and exclude Anglophone American territories. And the same uh, French invasion and Mexican victory. Uh, late in 1861, a well armed French fleet attacked Veracruz, landing a large French force and driving President Jerez and his government into retreat. Moving on the Veracruz toward Mexico City, the French army encountered heavy resistance from the Mexican close to Pimbala at the Mexican forts of Loreto and Guadalupe. Uh, the French army of 8,000 attacked the poorly equipped Mexican army of 4,000 on May 5th, 1862. Uh, the Mexicans severely defeated the French army. The victory represented a significant moral boost to the Mexican army and the Mexican people at large and helped establish a sense of national unity and patriotism. All right. And we have events after the battle. It says the Mexican victory, however, was short-lived. A year later, with 30,000 troops, the uh, French were able to defeat the Mexican army, capture Mexico City, and installed Emperor, Emperor Maximilian the one, I don't know if I said one, I guess the first he's going to do it, as ruler of Mexico. Huh. Uh, the French victory was itself short-lived, lasting only three years from 1864 to 1867. By 1865, with the American Civil War now over, the U.S. began to provide more political and military assistance to Mexico to expel the French. So that's you know, a good reason we celebrated too, because we helped in the war. Uh, and it's upon the conclusion of the American Civil War, Napoleon III, facing a persistent Mexican guerrilla, uh, uh, not guerrilla, guerrilla, yeah, I'm sorry, I can't butcher his fucking name, or his word, uh, resist resistance, the threat of war uh, with uh, Prisida. It says, and the prospect 
of a serious uh, scrap with the United States, retreat from Mexico starting in 1866. Uh, the Mexicans recaptured Mexico City, and Maximilian I was apprehended and executed, along with his Mexican generals Miguel Mormon and Thomas Miguel Cachapo, and Cyril de las Cavase and Cuadrillo. On June 5, 1867, Benito Jerez finally entered Mexico City where he installed a new government and reorganized his administration. And we're getting into the significance. Oh, let's see, let's. Okay. Let's see how long this article was. It says the uh, Battle of Puebla was significantly both nationally and internationally for several reasons. First, although considerably outnumbered, the Mexicans defeated a better-equipped French army. This battle was significantly significant in the 4,000 Mexican soldiers were greatly outnumbered by the well-equipped uh, French army of 8,000 that had not been defeated for almost 50 years. Jeez. Uh, it's the second since the Battle of Pumala. Some have argued that no country in the Americans uh, had subsequently been invaded by any other European military force. Historian Gaiusto Syria has written in the political evolution of the Mexican people that had Mexico not defeated the French in Pumala on May 5th, 1862, Jesus, <laughs> uh, France would have gone to the aid of the Confederacy in the U.S. Civil War, and the United States' uh, destiny would have been different. Okay. Then we have the bracket of history of the holiday in San United States, Mexico. And then we have the uh, elsewhere bracket, and then I'll conclude the uh, article. So, how we do it here in the United States? It says, according to a paper published by the UCLA Center for the uh, Study of Latin, Latino Health and Culture about the origin of the aberrance of single Mayo in the United States, a modern America focused that day first stated in California. In 1863, in response to the resistance to French rule in Mexico, far up in the gold country town of Columbia, now Columbia State Park, uh, Mexican miners were so overjoyed at the news that they spontaneously fired off rifle shots and fireworks, saying patriot songs and made impromptu speeches. Says a 2007 US UCLA newsroom article noted that the holiday, which has been celebrated in California continuously since 1863, is virtually ignored in Mexico. Time magazine reports that Cinco de Mayo stated to come into void in the 1940s. America during the rise of the Gachino uh, movement. The holiday crossed over from California to the rest of the United States in the 1950s and 60s, but did not regain popularity until the 1980s. When uh, marketeers, especially beer companies, capitalized on the celebrated nature of that day and began to promote it, it grew in popularity and evolved into a celebration of Mexican culture and heritage, first in areas with large Mexican-American populations like Los Angeles, Chicago, Houston, New York, followed by Cleveland, Boston, Indianapolis, uh, Relay, Dallas, San Antonio, of course, uh, Washington, D.C., Atlanta, Miami, Orlando, Denver, Phoenix, Philadelphia, Tucson, San Francisco, Jose, San Jose, and San Diego. Uh, in a 1998 study in the Journal of American Culture, it was reported that there were more than 120 official U.S. celebrations of Cinco de Mayo in 21 different states. Uh, an update in 2006 found the number of official Cinco de Mayo events was 100 uh, was 150 or more, according to Jose Emilio, a professor of ethnic studies at Washington State University, and a uh, Pullman. Who has studied the culture impact of Cinco de Mayo north of the border? Los Angeles uh, Fiesta Broadway has been billed as the largest Cinco de Mayo celebration in the world, uh, which is, or which it most well, certainly was at its peak in the 1990s when it attracted crowds of 500,000 or more. Wow. In recent years, attendance has been uh, dramatically decreased. This is on June. 7, 2005, the United States Congress issued a concurrent resolution calling on the President of the United States to issue a proclamation calling upon the people of the United States to observe Cinco de Mayo with appropriate ceremonies and activities 
to celebrate many display Cinco de Mayo banners while school districts hold special events to educate students and or educate students about its historical significance. Uh, special events and celebration highlight Mexican culture, especially in its music and regional dancing. Uh, examples include Bell Folklore and Mariachi demonstrations held annually at the Plaza del Pablo de Los Angeles near Olivera Street. Uh, commercial interests in the United States have capitalized on the celebration advertising Mexican products and services with an emphasis on alcoholic beverages, food, foods, and music. According to uh, East Neslin, in uh, 2013, more than $600 million worth of beer was purchased in the United States for Cinco de Mayo more than this or more than for the Super Bowl or Sap Patrick's Day. Wow. That was a year for 2013, man. All right, and then we have the Mexicans, Mexico side. It says on May 9th, 1962, President Jerez declared the anniversary of the Battle of Puebla would be a national holiday regarding as Battle of Puebla Day or Battle of Cinco de Mayo. Today, the commemoration of the battle is not observed as a national holiday in Mexico. However, all public schools are closed nationwide in Mexico on May 5th. Huh. Uh, kind of like how July... Well, I mean, that's already summertime. I would, I would assume if, uh, if school was already not in summertime in America, probably July 4th would probably be a closed day. Anyway, says today the... Con- Commemoration of the battle was not exerted. Okay, yeah. It says the day is an unofficial holiday in the state of Puebla, where the battle took place, and is also a full holiday, no work, in the neighboring state of Veracruz. Okay, cool, cool. And Puebla historical reenactments, parades, and meals take place to commemorate the battle. Uh, parade pers- participants dress as French and Mexican soldiers to reenact the battle. Every year, the city also hosts the festival. International de Puebla, which gathers national and international artists, traditionally Mexicans and dancers, or musicians and dancers, should I say, as well as festival interseasonal de Molo, within its basis on the city's iconic Molo Palino. It says the Mexico City military commemoration is occasionally held at the uh, Campo Martel, a street of Venene Cinco de Mayo and the histor- historic central or center of Mexico City was named after the battle in nineteen sixty or eighteen sixty two by uh, Benito Jerez. And the final category says how celebrated everywhere else. It says events tied to Cinco de Mayo also occur outside of Mexico and the United States, as in the United States celebrations elsewhere also in fact amplifies Mexican cuisine, culture, and music. For example, some Canadian pubs play Mexican music and serve Mexican food and drinks. And a skydiving club near Vancouver holds a single mile skydiving event. That's what's up. And uh, in the uh, Cayman Islands in the Caribbean, there is an annual single mile air guitar competition for some reason. And in Matano Bay, Jamaica, there is a single mile celebration. The city of West Bay, Queensland, Australia holds an annual Mexican festival to honor the day, and celebrations are held in London and New Zealand. Other celebrations of the day can be found in Cape Town, South Africa, uh, Lagos, Niagara, and in Paris. It says uh, Cinco de Mayo celebrated in Japan, in Osaka and Tokyo's Yoko Park, Vince Space celebration of Latin America culture. Cool. Well, these uh, other co- countries are into that celebration as well, so that's what's up. All right, guys, we got to the hour here, and it summed up pretty nicely, man. That's cool. That's a great uh, thing to know. Now I know Mexicans in advance days in September, so that's cool. All right, guys, I'm going to cut it here for the podcast. I hope you enjoy this podcast this week. If you would, please give us uh, five-star reviews on Google and Apple Podcasts, wherever the fuck you listen to this podcast. It really great helps us out on the podcast here. It keeps us going. And be sure to check us our plugins down below in the description. You can check us out, you know, the Twitter, YouTube, Instagram, all that great jazz. And uh, that's pretty much it, guys. Uh, until next time, this is DJ Stats. I'm saying peace. Play my outro. Down the years, it's been a ride. And now I'm sorry, I'm all. It's not in tonight. And on and on, 
As we go, we seem to fight But baby, that's just the way we love And only in the dark do we see our sunlight Home is where we were Home is where we want to be And yes, we don't have time To say goodbye And this ain't the last time Now this time before we go Raise your hands, raise your toes Time is something special Just like love before it starts to snow It's crazy how the years have gone Memories are the drug we're on But darling, just remember That there's never a goodbye We've spoken There's never a goodbye Show me where you've gone when you come back home.